Well, let's check back in with show contributor Scott Schantz. Good morning again. Hi, Jill. How's it going? Very well. You have been looking into why the Office of the Human Rights Commissioner is looking into the Vancouver Police Department. Yeah, so the Human Rights Commissioner launched an inquiry. Uh, the idea is to like shed light on some of these things that we heard about during the decampment. Remember that when mm-hmm. they, er, at the, earlier in the year, they moved a whole bunch of tents off East Hastings. Um, exclusion zones and press freedom. Those are the things that they're looking into uh, because there's a lot of um, controversy around what happened then. So I actually spoke with Kasari Govender. She's the BC Human Rights Commissioner. And I started right there, just asked her to explain to me like what this inquiry is and how it's all going to work. So the inquiry that we've just launched is just looking into one particular question that arose during the April 2023 decampment along Hastings. Um, So it's not looking into the decampment itself. But the fact that there are numerous reports of media being excluded or restricted from accessing the zone where people were being evicted or or forcibly removed from the encampment. And so in that context, we're looking at was media excluded uh, and what was the authority to to exclude them? Um, And was that exclusion in accordance with human rights principles and law? Okay, and what have you found so far that has moved us in the direction of wanting to do this inquiry into April's decampment? Yeah, I mean, we have this is just the beginning in terms of actually doing the investigation, but certainly we have enough to to raise some red flags to inspire us to look more deeply into this. So, for example, um, we heard numerous media reports at the time back in April uh, earlier this this year that said people are being excluded on the day of this decampment effort. And so it was really in that moment that we thought "Mm, there's something here that there needs to be some oversight to ensure that that someone's watching this and make sure this is in compliance with law and particularly in our context in compliance with human rights. Right. Yeah. And I think it's it's sort of it goes without saying, but the idea that uh, journalism and media's free access to these type of situations is a human rights issue, the, the ability to get the true story of what's happening out to the public, because there are a lot of versions of, of what happened, kind of depending on who you ask. Well, that's the thing. I mean, it's really an incredibly important role that a free media has in a democracy. It helps ensure that people can all play an oversight role in a way that we all are able to see into processes that happen, particularly where police are engaging with highly marginalized communities, uh, such as in this case. So we know that that our democracy really depends on a, a a free press. Uh, a media that can function to bring us the truth and help us see into places that we might not otherwise see. And that's why it's really concerning if media is restricted in this kind of circumstance, again, particularly where police are engaging with such marginalized populations. And you mentioned the Vancouver Police Department. They have done their own board meeting. It was like an internal inquiry. Um, Why was that not sufficient? Well, so that was based on a complaint made by a member of the public, as I understand it, to the Office of the Police Complaints Commissioner. And the Vancouver Police Board heard this matter at their last board meeting. We only know what's on the public record, uh, which is that they, uh, they looked into it. They said 
there was no exclusion zone and the matter was closed. Um, so we're going to delve much deeper into this issue. We're really going to understand what were the facts here? Who was there an exclusion zone? Were media outlets restricted? How many? Was everybody restricted? When did people get access? And for what reasons were they excluded? And again, what's the lawful authority for the police to do that? And importantly, from our perspective, is that in line with human rights principles? With regards to the VPD's inquiry, and I understand that it's much more complicated than this, but even if it was just sort of a word against word, like journalists' word versus the police's word, my understanding is that the police inquiry didn't include any media people or journalists who were there that could even say, well, actually, that's not true. It was simply the police investigating the police. How is this going to differ from that? Our process will entail, first of all, I have the power under the Human Rights Code to actually make an order to compel public bodies to release information, data that I need to conduct an inquiry or investigation. That's where I have some teeth under the Human Rights Code as the Human Rights Commissioner. So I've issued that order to really get all, all the facts, to get all the, the records that they have in their possession about how this decision was made, for example. So I've issued that order to both the city and to the police to better understand how these decisions were made, what legal authority did they rely on, and so on. And then we'll be also having conversations with people who were impacted, so community organizations who work in this space, as well as media outlets and journalists to understand the impact. We are keeping the scope of this as narrow as we can in, in the context of wanting to produce some answers in a fairly short time frame, but absolutely talking to people who were impacted and getting the facts straight is a key piece of what we're doing here, and that entails having those conversation. Now, there might be those who are thinking, well, this is over. It happened. Whatever we discover from this inquiry, uh, it's, it's already been done. So what sort of consequences could we potentially see of the inquiry? So um, I have the ability to make recommendations, of course, uh, to those we do investigations or inquiries about. And so I assume I will be making recommendations depending on what we what we discover from all of this. Um, so that's one important way this could make a difference is what should change the next time a, a police agency or a city is considering excluding or restricting media access in this kind of context. But there's another piece here, which is that sunlight helps us keep our keep ourselves clean, if we can say it that way, which is that when there's oversight bodies making sure that, that this information is public, that public bodies who may do things that are contrary to human rights know that there is an oversight body that is watching to make sure there is compliance with human rights, that are the human rights of our public and our minorities and majority populations are respected and promoted. That has a role in, just in and of itself in ensuring human rights are respected. And I think it's it sort of it goes without saying, but these are the things things that uh, keep our society accountable for everybody. And democracy dies in darkness. Bring these things into the light and the truth fears um, no investigation. So do you anticipate uh, pushback or uh, conflict with either the city or the VPD uh, as it relates to this? Well, I mean, the the order is the order. I have the ability under the Human Rights Code, if I uh, file that order with the BC Supreme Court, which is what we're planning on doing here, that um, that order has the force of a court order. And mm -hmm. so there really is no, there's no, there's no leeway here not to comply with the requirement to give me the information. Um, and so I, I fully expect cooperation with, with the order as we've issued it. Um, I will say in answer uh, 
to your last question that, um, you know, people people may wonder why is a, a public body like BC Human Rights uh, Commissioner spending money on looking into a 45 minute time period so long ago? And it is the narrowest investigation that we've conducted to date in our four years of existence. But I think it's incredibly important that, um, that our oversight stretches to police, that we make sure that our bodies that have so much power in our communities have, have effective oversight as well and, and ensure that they're doing their jobs and they're doing their jobs in accordance with law.